Well, if you thought that traveling by air this holiday, past holiday weekend, might be a bit complicated, maybe a bit frustrating, you were certainly, certainly were not wrong. It turns out, according to reports today, Canadian airlines and airports claimed top spots in flight delays over the July long weekend, notching more than nearly any other around the world. Air Canada ranked number one in delays on Saturday and Sunday that affected 700 plus trips in total, or about two thirds of its flights, according to the tracking service Flight Aware. WestJet and budget subsidiary Swoop placed third and fourth for delays on Saturday. Toronto's Pearson Airport claimed number two spot Sunday below China's Guangzhou Airport, while Montreal placed six, with both seeing a higher portion of late takeoffs than London. Heathrow, presumably, or Gatwick, and Amsterdam's main airport, Sheephole, there. Here's what some passengers told Global News in Toronto at Pearson Airport this weekend. Would you avoid flying out of Toronto? Oh, my God, yes. And I would tell everybody else. This is the most orange I've seen, orange and red, I've seen on this board, or any board, for quite some time. Uh, without a catastrophic event. We were mentally prepared because we are seeing news that the airport is busy, you have to go early, but we are not prepared that it's going to be cancelled and nobody's going to be there to take the responsibility. They're running a business and I have paid to their business. The experience has been really, really bad and like the best thing they suggested for us to do was to call the call centre and then as I was calling the call centre, I was on hold for an hour and 22 minutes. I don't know where they just cut my call. Yeah, those are passengers at Pearson uh, this weekend. The first one referring to an Air Canada flight that she had taken into Pearson. The last two referring to a Lynx Air flight that they were meant to take uh, out of Pearson, I gather. Well, the Federal Transportation Minister has said repeatedly, Ottawa's done everything it can. My next guest thoroughly disagrees. Joining me now is Gabor Lukas. She's an airline passenger rights advocate and the president of airpassengerrights.ca. Thanks for your time tonight. Good afternoon. So just your assessment of what we've been seeing these past few months, because it seems like uh, something we've never seen at Canada's airports and with Canadian airlines, but uh, is that your sense of it as well? This is an unprecedented uh, situation where airlines have been overselling not just a single flight, but their entire network capacity and the airport's capacity. So while there may be a few seats on each flight, Overall, they just don't have the necessary capacity to serve the passengers. And the problem is that they knew about it in advance. It's not some kind of rocket science or a sudden meteor hitting the airport or or an aircraft crashing on the runway that results in sudden loss of capacity. We haven't known about these capacity issues for a long time. Yeah, how is that? Because we knew, obviously, we've read a lot of late about issues with not enough staff at security, issues uh, with border guards, uh, you know, apps and so on, passengers being forced to wait. But we haven't really said much about the airlines themselves. And we know that they were obviously eager to try to make up for what had been lost over the two years when people really didn't travel very much. Well, the airlines have just been irresponsible in this situation. They, 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 um, you know, a bit of more than they can actually chew. And they knew that they didn't have the capacity in place. So this is really a self-inflicted wound by the airlines. Of course, everybody wants to make up whatever they missed uh, over the past two years. That, that, that it's in it on its own, there's nothing wrong with it. It's natural. But the question is what means you use to achieve that goal? The, 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 the ends don't justify the means. Telling people, yes, we can get you from A to B while in reality the airline does not have the capacity in place is fundamentally wrong. It is dishonest with the public. 
when you saw, um, uh, well, I should ask you, what kind of stories are you hearing? What kind of com- volume of complaints are you getting? And what are they? And what are the stories that you are being told by passengers who've been hit by we, this? We are overwhelmed that they are passenger rights group. We we get several hundred contacts per day, and we don't even have the resources to respond to each one of them. We try to select those that are particularly important and interesting and can help other people. Uh, but it's very, very, very difficult to just meet all the requests and respond to everything. Where are you seeing, what kind of stories are you hearing then from uh, what is a, what is a typical, I guess there is no typical, but what is there a typical nightmare now for an airline passenger? Typical nightmare would be a passenger mid travel with a canceled flight and somehow the airline is not giving them information and they don't know where to go and, and they can not even be rebooked perhaps for days and the airline refuses to give them hotel and meals, uh, even though the law requires it to be provided. That is the kind of scenario that we see people missing their flights because there's such a bottleneck that they cannot get through security on time or cannot get their baggage checked in on time. Um, and uh, people whose flights a couple of weeks in advance being canceled and the airline is just not reachable for rebooking. You've mentioned that there are rules in place here. Uh, passengers do have rights. Are those rights being respected? The passengers do have rights under federal regulations, and those regulations are being systematically violated and not enforced by the federal government. What should they be doing then in that case? What would you like to see the federal government do? I would like the federal government to start issuing monetary penalties to airlines that disobey the law. Under the current existing legislation, the government could issue up to $25,000 per incident in penalty to an airline that breaks the law. That's on top of any compensation owed to passengers. Once penalties were were coming out, the airlines would start changing their behavior. That's not being done right now, is it? It It's not being done whatsoever. What message does that send the airlines? The airlines feel that they can do whatever they want with immunity and impunity. It almost feels as if there was some kind of unspoken gentlemen's agreement between the airlines and the government that we are going to wring our hands and tell the media how bad it is, but really we are not going to do much. And the airlines in exchange perhaps uh, are, I don't know what they really give in exchange. That's something I want to know. <laughs> but it, but um, it's quite clear that, that, that the airlines had some kind of advanced blessing from the government. What we do know for a fact is that when the pandemic started, the government's main concern was airlines' bottom line and, and financial viability and not the passengers' money. You may recall the passengers' uh, money was stolen by the airlines. They, they have used to give it back, even though no flights took place. And uh, the government, from as it turns out, from internal correspondence, was trying to protect the airlines, not the passengers. Yeah, tell me about that, because I've heard you mention this elsewhere, that, that um, your fear here is that if there is an erosion of passenger rights, uh, as we're seeing, potentially, that that then becomes the norm going forward. I'm very concerned about what we are seeing now, that, that airlines always try to push the envelope and, and see how far they can push things, how much we can go to the bottom. Um, and and if, if the public is not willing to say up to here and no further, then, uh, then it is going to get worse because the government is not enforcing the laws. The airlines have an interest in, in erosion of passenger rights and this mayhem being a new norm. And, oh yeah, well, that's just part of travel. So unless passengers actually do take initiative and take airlines to small claims court, each time they do it to them, 
things are just going to get worse. So, in, you know, I, I know that in Canada, people, we, are proud, we are proud of not being Americans. Uh, we are proud of not being as litigious in the U.S. But this is really a time where we're, we're remaining silent actually perpetuates wrong. Small claims court, though, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of... It's a lot of hassle for passengers. Sometimes they're, you know, obviously they've had a, a nightmarish journey, uh, but they're out a few thousand dollars or so on. Is, is small claims court the only option here? The only practical option. Theoretically, you could go to the federal government, the Canadian Transportation Agency, but they're the cause of the problem. Their lack of enforcement is what is enabling airlines to engage in this type of behavior. So that's pointless to go there. Small claims court is not that complicated, by the way. It is to some degree. But also, if there are many passengers with the same issue, then judges slowly learn more about these issues and and, uh, develop more expertise. So uh, I I consider anyone who is taking an airline to small claims court in the current situation a hero. I'm speaking with Gabor Lukas. She's an airline passenger rights advocate and president of airpassengerrights.ca. We're talking about continued issues with delays, uh, a real problem over the long weekend. uh, As we've been finding out, Canadian airlines and airports ranking amongst the highest in the world when it came to delay, number of flights delayed. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about uh, just about what your rights as a passenger are. Gabor's already mentioned them a bit, uh, but we'll uh, dive further into that after this. My guest this half hour is Gabor Luca. She's an airline passenger rights advocate and president of the airpassengerrights.ca website and uh, Twitter account if you're interested in seeing it. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Gabor, just some of the rights that passengers have. And again, I mean, there there are rules in place. I gather they're a few years old now. They probably haven't been tested all that much, but this would seem like a time where passengers should be uh, fighting back if they can. What, what would you suggest then if you're if you find yourself in a very difficult situation, not getting the services that you purchase? The first point is to document what is happening around you. If you're trying to make phone calls and you're not getting through video of it, if you are on hold for two hours, elevator music for two hours, so you will be able to show to a judge, look, Your Honor, my lawyer, listening for two hours too. It, it, people will, will understand what you went through that way. If you were at a crowded airport, take a photo, um, but ultimately also learn about your rights. So, once you arrive, and that's the point, you first have to arrive, then you can look up their passenger protection regulations on Canly, the Canadian Legal Institute's website, and really read how it works. The, the short version is that we are dealing here with cancellations within the carrier's control because it's self-inflicted. They knew about the capacity issues. They sold more tickets than they could operate. They did It's within the airline's control. It's not due to COVID. Let's, let's be honest about it. So the passenger is entitled to rebooking, including on flights of other airlines in some cases, and to if they didn't have an advance notice of the flight cancellation or delay, then also a lump sum compensation up to $1,000 for large carriers, up to $500 for, $500 for small carriers. Those are amounts that can be enforced in small claims court. And by enforcing those rights, you're actually promoting passenger rights because you are ensuring that the airline's shabby corporate conduct comes with a price tag. As long as it's just some bad press and the media being outraged, that's not going to change how airlines operate. But if there is actually a hit on the bottom line because they have irresponsibly sold more tickets than their capacity they have, that's going to affect the airline's future behavior. It will have a behavior modification effect. Are you seeing this because I've been reading stories about this happening at airports and other parts of the world, whether it be the UK or the US? Is this something, is there a specific issue here too with Canadian airlines? 
I would say yes. While I've seen similar issues elsewhere internationally, the magnitude and, and the length and the duration uh, is really Canada only. Um, what I heard, I haven't verified it myself, but I heard is that we are really world leaders in airline delays, for example, and it wasn't that way before. So uh, I, I believe that while we have seen similar problems in Amsterdam and London Heathrow, the the magnitude and duration of the issues we are seeing here in Canada is truly exceptional in even international standards in terms of comparing other countries. What rights do we have as passengers for some of the stuff that we've seen announced recently? Lost bags. There's been a lot of bags piling up all over the place. There's also um, Air Canada cutting back its summer schedule. We saw a reflection of what you're talking about. So um, cutting back on a schedule is basically a flight cancellation. They can put some fancy language around it, but it is what it is, flight cancellation. So they have to rebook you within nine hours of your original flight and a next available flight. If they cannot do it, they have to buy you a ticket on a competitor airline. Uh, if they didn't give you at least 14 days notice, advance notice, they have to also compensate you up to $1,000 for your flight's um, delay, or whatever you, delay you incur at the des- destination, meal vouchers and accommodation in some cases. If, you, if it's international travel, you're also owed compensation for your uh, lost wages under the Federal Carriage by Air Act. So there are lots of remedies available there. It's more a question of going there and getting it and forcing airlines to pay up. With yeah, respect really, to baggage, yeah. it's, it's, it's even more straightforward because the airline is liable for baggage delay or loss or damage up to t- approximately $2,300 Canadian dollars. That's a uniform limit. And if airline is telling you that uh, you can only spend $100 per day or $200 per day or something of that sort, don't believe that. That's not true. The law is that as long as you incur reasonable out-of-pocket expenses when you travel because your baggage is being delayed, the airline will have to pay for it up to a limit of $2,300 Canadian dollars, approximately. It feels like such a, a crapshoot to go to the airport these days. And yet, you know, we've heard all kinds of kind words from the transportation minister, Omar Al-Gabra. Are, are they doing enough? They seem to, be, seem to be crying, we're powerless to help this. It's a worldwide phenomenon, and that's just the way it's going to be. Are they doing enough to, to make sure that, that the airline system is, is running, is functioning properly and putting enough pressure on the airlines to make sure that it is? The federal government is clearly not doing anything to help the situation. Simply wringing uh, his hands and saying how bad it is or even how great the airlines are is not going to make things better. Uh, What happened here was a sequence of very poor corporate decisions that uh, there have to be some accountability. There has to be some accountability for them. Uh, If we allow that to go on without accountability, we are unfortunately perpetuating the problem that um, that uh, we are seeing now. And is this going to endure, do you believe? I mean, it, it, it's been blamed on being sort of, as you mentioned, unprecedented, but does unprecedented become the new norm? If Canadians are going to just put up with it, then quite possibly, yes. That's why I encourage Canadians to step up and to take action, take legal action if necessary, to create a financial consequence, a price tag for what the airlines has, have done to the Canadian public. Without that, we are going to see the same situation next year and the year after. Gabor Lukash, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.